<laughs> yeah. Good evening to you, Sir Dennis. Well, and to you, good evening. Yes. I have a little bit of a throat condition. I hate it when podcasters say, oh, I sound funny, but I suspect that I probably do, so uh, I will not apologize for it because you're a, you're a... I sound like I have more gravitas. Gravitas. Well, that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing because you're basically without it. Right. Normally I, have, any, normally I have levitas. None. none. Now you I have gravitas. What? Normally I have levitas, and now I have gravitas. Levitas. Your feet flying off the air. By the way, by the way, Yes. Did you see the Elton John movie, or did you ask me that two weeks ago? I the Elton John movie I've called. Heard, I've heard about it. Uh, I'm going to guess Rocket Man. Rocket Man. Yes. Yes. Sweet. I, su- I surprised into it. Did you see it? No. I I, oh. I know that it it was uh, being created, and it was sort of like following on the heels of Bohemian Rhapsody as a right seventies pop uh, biopic. Yes. But I will tell you this. Or as some people say, biopic. Biopic. Biopic, like my. It's one of the reasons that I delayed in seeing it because I was so busy watching Bohemian Rhapsody again and again. I was on an airplane, finally won, beat everybody out of the poker game I was in, the Texas Uh, Hold'em game. On the airplane? Yeah, seven other players won it all and quit. I had an hour left, so I turned on the movie screen. You're playing via the screen in front of you, or you had a po- you had a poker table there with uh, cigars and stuff. Yeah. Well, we we tore the seats out, and we built a circle, and we nailed them back in with spikes, ah. and we made a makeshift table out of. As long as luggage. your seatbelts are fastened. Because yes, if the, it was on the screen. If the, how did you ever get through grade school? I know you didn't make high school. If, if the turbulence like throws your chips it's into funny the air. when they name a school. People like you, the name of a fancy name, act like it's a good thing. If your if your chips fly into the air with the turbulence, it's it's like wait, that wasn't my bet. Yeah, that could be trouble. <laughs> anyway, so you 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 won a bunch of money in the sky. Anyway, it's about the movie, man. And you were watching the movie. And I turned to the screen, and there pops up Rocket Man, and I say, "Oh yes, I'll watch that." It grabbed me from the first second. I couldn't believe it, it was so unusual. And by the time it was over, I didn't want it to end. It was that good. I am not surprised. That's the screenplay being the screenplay being first and foremost what I'm speaking about, which would have been useless without the great acting and the and just the, the choreography is astounding. It's a very surprising movie. You love it. But remember that I said you said I didn't say it, you said it, that you don't have gravitas, you have Levitas. What? Levitas. Levitas, because you levitate. Remember that image. Well, when I'm in space, I do, yes. Remember that image. Which is rarely. Speaking of space, I saw Ad Astra. Oh, did you? Have you? No, the trailer and a deep commitment to see it with my wife. I went... On one of the, it was a very awkward time for me because it was uh, super late at night, the night before I was flying somewhere early in the morning. But as a commitment to our listeners and to you, Dennis, I, 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 I sacrificed myself to go so see altruistic. it. And because, Eric. because in Spain, there's only normally one or maybe two showings of an American film that is in English. Uh, as they... Yeah, right. As, so, gotta get it while you can get it, as they call it uh, in the in the standard uh, in the original audio, and uh, with 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 Spanish subtitles. Uh, but so yeah, I I saw it, and we will talk about it some other time uh, after you've seen, seen it. it. Yes, if you ever get your act together and you know, <laughs> actually do something, you know, respect our rating. respect our listener, and go and you know prepare for this recording. But anyway. Uh, that will be sometime in the future. Ad Astra. As Ed Astral. Ed? Ed Astra. That's the name of the main character, Ed Astral? No, that's the name of the movie. Ed Astral. No. I think it's Latin. I think it means to the stars. Or something. <laughs> that didn't have a Latin accent. What is a Latin accent? What the fuck? You don't know. I don't know. 
What's the Latin accent? I mean, I I, I can talk like a Latino. That that is not the same, no. Like the, the Latino is not the same as the Latin, no. <laughs> no, the Latin accent, no. No, the Latino and the Latina, I don't know. Yes, uh, who knows what the Latin accent sounds like? Because there aren't any native speakers. They're gone. They're all dead. You know why? Because they went to the stars. Well, it's Greek to me. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know why. They're all dead. Look at that. You know why? Because they spoke Latin. That's the punishment. It's a dead language. They got right. You want to speak a dead language? Then you're dead. Yeah. That's what God said in His infinite wisdom, or then, her infinite wisdom. I'm sure. I'm sure God's a woman. What else would explain all this? Well, you have a lot to answer for for that statement. Very good. And then you have your you got your you got your pig Latin. Igpe Atmele, which is must be offensive to so many people, but and also just stupid on its on itself. <laughs> but there Pig it is. Latin? Pig Latin, yeah. yeah. It's popular culture. Pigs, yeah. Do you remember the song that used the form of Pig Latin? No. Bo, 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 bell, banana, fan, fo, bell, be, by, bo, bell, bell. Just put in a person's name. Hello, who is it? Hello. That's that's not Pig Latin. That's not me. That, 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 that's, is it you? That's the name game. That's not Pig Latin. Fo, fo, that's banana, fan, fo, No. Eric, Eric, Bob, Eric, Banana, Fana, Fof, Eric, Eric. No. That's pig Latin. It's form of Pig Latin. Well, it's a subcategory. You are totally... Pig Latin on your name. You're totally angry about that. <laughs> Don't make me sort through this. You tell me in Pig Latin your name. Ooh, mine's tough because it starts with a vowel. I'm going to go with uh, Ricky. I don't know. It's not as easy as Ennis Day. That's easy because you start with a consonant. Ennis Day? Ennis okay. Day. So, it's like Namaste. But. Same thing as Eric, Eric, Oderic. No. A man, a man, a fofic. Fee-fi-fo-wic. Eric Day. Wrong. See, it comes out the same. I mean, whenever I do yoga, I say Ennis Day. Oh, you do And You do yoga? No. You should be good at it with the freaking ankle and foot. Rolling out of your no, forehead. Do no, you do I, a, I don't. A, a, a true headstand, and everyone else in the class is angry at you for having an extra appendage. Well, I don't do it in classes, but if I did, I'm sure they would be very angry. Because you're very private about it. Yes. A little odd wearing that top hat at that angle hmm. everywhere you go. Everywhere. Oh, I have some content to discuss with you. A- anecdotes? No. Well, this is a thing that I've had for a couple of weeks now that I forgot to share with you. Your topic that you prefer that I not ever bring up again? Bats. Bats. Uh, it, there's an article that says that researchers have translated using computers uh, how bats talk to each other. And basically, they're all the time saying they're, they're just arguing with each other. They're like, get, get, get out of my, this is my spot. Get, get I want to, yeah, move, move. Uh, and that's the way that they, whenever they're roosting, they are just pretty much pissed off with each other as all roommates are with everyone. It's just, uh, you know, hey, move over there. I, I want my space. Yeah. So that, I thought that might be good for you to know that your, your bat that lives in your walls is probably angry with you. <laughs> Well, that's, a, that's a nice bridge to cause me worry and anguish. I, I do appreciate you making that connection. It wasn't obvious to me or our listener where you were headed. I'm glad that you were absolutely clear. Well, I'm sure that your your, I, your bat hates you as much as you hate it. I don't hate my bat. Well, I'm sure he doesn't hate you either. I want to project, project. What? He doesn't hate you either. He just wishes you gave him a little bit more space. I gave him a whole wall. I gave the walls all in my house. Well, you're, there's a lot of space. You got to be a considerate roommate. What if he's What if he's another one in there and they're mating and there's going to be little ones? Oh my god! Well, wouldn't that be a happy coincidence? <laughs> yeah. You're moved to the basement. <laughs> what is what did uh, what did the comedian say that the bats of the world are responsible for all the French toast yes, in the world? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Said that. Well, so you know, 
You gotta give him, gotta cut him some slack. Some bat slack. Yeah. Bat slack. Oh, so I went to the Voice of the Wetlands Festival here in Louisiana. Now broadcasting, podcasting, as it were, from, from cloudy the deep, deep and humid south. New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Knowledge. And um, I took a picture of the bass player from Tab Benoit's band that pretty much runs this Voice of the Wetlands Festival and a picture of the right. sun set that night. And you combine them into a picture, which needs you to post all three of those. It was all, quite the all three. The well, just the final result, I think, would be just fine. And that was very minimal Photoshop work that I did there. That was, you know, like four minutes to uh, right. cut people out and put them in front of another background. But um, thank you for your appreciation. So you tell me about this festival. Oh, so it's two stages: big stage, little stage, Homa. Blues, rock and blues, country blues, Cajun music, Zydeco. Wait, uh, some Zydeco. 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 Z-I-D-E-C-K-O. Step of a music. Fiddle, Cajun music. Fiddle, Cajun music. Accordion. Squeeze box. Sorry about that. Okay, I don't know what that is, but it will be in the show notes. A link to whatever the Zydeco is. So listen to uh, Waylon Thibodeau, and uh, I don't know what the name of his band is, but he's from Homa, and he plays not only good Zydeco Cajun music, he just cut an album that is called Zydeco Blues, and he marries the two genders with his electric fiddle, which, as you know, fills the same musical space as a harmonica, mm-hmm. um, but with an electric fiddle at his hands, amazing. But then you'll get an idea of both. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at a picture. He's got a little, a little die on his on his fiddle, a uh, the singular of dice. Uh, oh, he's got a couple. Wow, what a weird fiddle shape. That's the thing with with electric with electric instruments. You can you don't need all of that uh, echo chamber area that's, right, it's just that you stick. need for an, for an acoustic. It's just a stick. Wow, he's got the. So the other. Oh man, so he was he, there. He's got he's got he the played. he's got the suits of the of a deck of cards on his on his uh, in guitar I would say fretboard on on the neck of his fiddle, but they're in the wrong order. It's it's hearts clubs diamonds spades, which as a bridge player that just annoys me that people put those out of order. But anyway, because it should be spade clubs diamonds and hearts. No, it should be spades. Or spades hearts diamonds hearts. Say, try again. Spades and hearts. Uh-huh. Or clubs and diamonds. Ooh, spades, hearts, diamonds. Diamonds clubs. and clubs? Yes. Huh. Which yeah. is which is okay. au- which is awkward because in your hand when you're when you wanna when you wanna sort them, you want to alternate red and black. But in the order that it is in bridge, it's uh it's uh black, red, red, black. But yeah. anyway, I will forgive Waylon for this for this horrible mistake on his well, he, instrument. He played a good number of songs from his album, which you can post. Also, who was there is Josh Garrett, who cut an album not terribly long ago, I think, called uh, Queen. Maybe it was Queen B. Queen of the B. Josh Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Mm-hmm. Honey and the Queen. Maybe Honey and the Queen might be it. Josh so Garrett is a blues good... singer and guitar player from New Roads, Louisiana. That's him. Okay. He looks uh, like he knows he's what he's got doing. an album. Okay. Honey, Honey and the Bee. Honey, Honey and the Queen. He was there, played a good part of his album. And those two men I met up in a bar in Baton Rouge on an open mic jam night. Those two and men, Waylon and Josh? Waylon Thibodeau and Josh Garrett. Yes. Who were reformed a duo. Yes. And they showed up at this bar with eight patrons. And broke out their instruments and said, "That's more than Did anybody have. bring their instruments." Uh-huh. Like two people said yes, including me. We played together all night. Nice. It was one of the most enjoyable. Then another harmonica. Oh, I talked about this before. When was about this? The other harmonica player. A year over a year ago. Yeah, you mentioned that there was another harmonica player one time where you. Right. It was a little awkward. Yeah, you you felt threatened. Some... <laughs> and you well, you took him out back. People feel that one harmonica. And you stabbed him with a shiv. Let alone two. Yes. 
Well, uh, that sounds lovely. I wish I could have been there to hear that. But those those guys each played independently, and then there's another guy you can link to. His name is um, yeah, that guy, Jonathan Longhorn. That's a and great he's name. He's a guitar player, probably out of New Orleans, is my guess. And uh, what a voice on this dude! But he and Josh Garrett put together a band that was mesmerizing. These two great guitar players, and Longhorn has a voice like he reminds me of Charlie Daniels. It looks like Charlie Daniels to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of fun. Tap was there, played his heart out. They had guitar, the guitar battle one night with eight different guitarists up on stage. So you're having a good time, it sounds, sounds like. Yeah, we, and they have an all-night jam. I didn't make it to either one of the three of them again. And it's we, should, we need two cars. So what, is it, what does all-night mean? Uh, from uh, the time it starts at about midnight until the sun comes up. All right. Sun comes up, people go home. Okay, that seems reasonable. And it's when I'm the driver for a couple of people, and it's you know 15 minute drive to the hotel. I have to go home, drop them off, and come all the way back. Right. Then hang out and drink some more, which isn't wise by that point. Well, I mean, if, then, you, if you got seven hours to go. Well, right, a lot can happen, but you know, I don't ever expect to make it that long. I don't have that. Yeah. temperament anymore it used to be a day when i wouldn't think twice about it couldn't my body would say yo man we're up for this all night sure let's go yeah now uh, i fall asleep on my feet i fall down asleep okay dennis is not a young man anymore what what'd you say grab grab your walker and move over closer to the microphone what'd you say come on grandma <gasps> Yes. Anything else happening down in the south? I yeah, I, I uh saw a gator. It's always uh mystical proportions seeing the size of these beasts gliding through the water on the lookout for live things to eat and their incredibly strong jaws. Sounds so we were on a, not this trip, but one trip. We were on a, went to a rental on a man-made uh, but very uh, wonderful uh, wetlands where alligators were abundant. And our skipper, so we're on a 12-man aluminum flat-bottom boat, 12-man. That's a dozen men. Flat-bottom, big motor in the back, him running it. Mm-hmm. He pulled suddenly up on shore and only alerted us by saying, hold on. And he ran up on the shore very gently, yeah. barely a bump, flat bottom boat, grassy shore. Yeah, but and to show us an alligator nest where they they have nests, they do. Okay, and they're mud and you know where they care for their young, mature weeds, reeds. Little did he know that when he did it, he disturbed the fourteen foot alligator, who turned suddenly and jumped toward the boat. Right, row. And only by the grace of God, missed the boat just barely and landed in the water next to the boat that would have been fun if it had landed in the boat being as long 14 foot as, as the boat yes he would have landed not in the boat but on the boat Both and in his head and jaws would have been right at the miscreant who was at the helm who dangerously took us ashore and disturbed her uh-huh right but it rolled in the water Came up a second later and stuck its big ass jaws out of the water. And just went, <sighs> and it was like, I was on that side of the boat yeah. looking right at it. Message received. Like, whoa, <laughs> whoa! And this guy was so flummoxed, sweating, and trying to recover, and just kind of backed away. And we left. And it's like, what just happened? Did we just almost what? Yeah, taking people on a tour to, to to go see the the Tyrannosaurus Rex, and then. When half of your tour participants are eaten, that must we be, yeah, must be rough. Yeah. We could. We're like you could bring back dinosaurs from, yes. from like DNA or with amber or something. Something like we'll, that. We'll work on that. By, by, by pouring on the amber, amber beer. Yes. We do it like a... Exactly. Michael Crichton didn't know what he was talking about. No. It's, no. All, it's all the amber no. beer is the, is the secret to, to recovering the DNA. It needs to be headlined by 
Butthead and Beavis. Are they around anymore? Butthead and Beavis. Wow. Try again. Beavis and Butthead. There you go. You got it. Uh, 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 uh. Yeah, that was a that was a phenomenon, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and obnoxious laughter imaginable. Yeah, me. And and the the creator of that, who has gone on to just do amazing things, Mike Judge, uh, like what he captured there, I don't know. It. Uh, I never really adored Beavis and Butthead, but yeah, right. but they were too, they were too uh, annoying. But but the but the hook into the humor was there. Yeah. That later he fine tuned with uh, King, right, with right, King of the right, Hill. More accessible. And characters. and my one of my very favorite movies is Office Space. Have you seen Office oh, Space? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I had a job when I was in my twenties where I would come home and I think there were weeks where I would watch Office Space after work, maybe four four days a week, because it was just so cathartic to see uh because my job so closely resembled that of the protagonist and it was just so nice and 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 live live and and yes it it uh it gave me some levitas and it uh and, and since then like his latest work is a tv show called silicon valley have you seen that at all oh yes it, it is so good some, it has some great Great moments. I followed it uh, for a while, and then for some reason I couldn't anymore. I think I was on a traveling trip. I might have been, I might have been binging on it a little bit in a hotel or something. I can't yeah. remember, but uh, but yeah, I liked it. I liked the comedians. And that's that's so that's also again, twenty years later, right in my wheelhouse of uh, internet, cloud computing uh, jargon, right. tech jargon. That is exactly the way that people in my industry talk and act, and and it's the like all good comedy. It's taking something that is known to people and pushing it into the absurd. In the same way that good sci-fi is taking something that is scientifically possible and then like saying, you know, what if we could actually, you know, recreate the DNA of a dinosaur? Uh, Mike Judge does the same thing of, you know, pushing this craziness of venture capital bullshit in Silicon Valley uh, to, its, to its extent, and I really adore that show. And I think it's about to come on into its last season, which is uh, ah, very sad for me. I didn't know if it was, it was still there. It, it, was, uh, it, helped to under, it helped to have a history with the, with the show and the characters, because when I went back to it and I had missed a bunch, it was a little harder for me to follow and catch up. But of course, that's what a series is about, to, yes. to build on it. There, there, are, there are series that are very episodic, like Law and Order or something, where every every right, episode starts every, starts with its own so, premise, and it, and you can watch right. them out of order. And other ones that have a character arc where it's important right. that you know that so and so is has been fired from this company, et cetera, et cetera. So, have you seen the Netflix series Ozark? No, I've heard about it. I've seen every episode, two seasons. It just got re-upped. I've, just got I've re-upped. heard very good it's, things about it. It's very good, and it's very unusual. Yes. It's... Very authentic. It involves, very, very authentic. It involves some murders or something? Indeed. Okay. No spoilers here, but I just watched, after a hiatus of four months, the only episode I've never seen, which is the conclusion of season two which I just saw last night or the night before. I heard that there was, there was one season that concluded in a way that blew everyone's mind. I don't know if it was that one. This would be it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this would be it. And <laughs> it just makes me salivate on the next season because things have changed. Nice. Things have changed. And I know the area of the, of the world, the Ozarks, where they are. I've fished down there and traveled down there, and that helps to understand the, you know, the context and all that. But... Uh, it's great stuff. Nice. It's great stuff. My the latest 
the latest popular culture show that I've seen has been Fleabag. Have you heard of this? I've only heard of it because I listened to the opening monologue of Saturday Night Live and the creator yes. and star of that was the person. Yes. And because I didn't have any context, while I thought that she was funny because she acted funny and people laughed, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand it much. Right. So have you have you heard of or seen the TV show Killing Eve? No. That is also very, very good. It's, it's a... Um, the elevator pitch is it's a spy versus spy with uh, with with two women, where oh. where one where uh, one is an American who's working although she's working for the British uh, MI six or whatever, and the other is a and her nemesis is a sort of a uh, hit hitman hit woman for uh, for the for the Russians, and hit it's person hit it's a hit hit person yes we we need to we need to clean up this sort of. Uh, language they them and theirs hit, yes hit people she, she she's a hit people and <laughs> and they it's it's very very good but uh and it plays on a lot of this uh thing that you couldn't get away with even 10 years ago of this sort of feminine sexuality aspect of life and power struggles and stuff uh and i did not know this but it was created and written and Directed by the creator of and the creator writer and director and and star of Fleabag, so that woman that you saw on Saturday Night Live, oh, no she shit. she created this other show, and as such, uh, this a couple months ago she walked away with three Emmys, uh, oh. for both for both shows. Uh, what's her name? Phoebe Waller Bridge, yeah, is her name, and uh, she in Fleabag, and the the amazing thing about Fleabag is that. It's just the two seasons, or as they say in in England, uh, two series, and it's it's uh, like five episodes each. So there's only there's only ten episodes in total. It's intentionally ten, or and that is that is that is the end of it because because it was an adaptation from a a comedy, uh, you know, one person play that she wrote to perform over one hour somewhere, and. That was her. That was her, her play of this, uh, of this uh, sexually liberated uh, f- Londoner, of uh, you know, looking for love, and it it became. And so she first performed that on stage somewhere. I think in Edinburgh, maybe, and then she wrote it to be. You know, she she she, wrote, she fleshed it out to be a, a TV series. So there's uh, there's twelve episodes, and it is just so tight and good and killing eve no 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 that, that that was her other show that she that she wrote uh this the one that she stars in is called fleabag fleabag and is that the 12 episodes yes 12 episodes and uh and the the gimmick that she does throughout the show is that she breaks the fourth wall she's uh-huh. she's in a in a in a scenario where yeah. she's where she's talking to, and then she turns to the camera and she's like, "These people really think that I'm about to do this, whatever I'm about to do." And then she turns around and then and then talks. And so it does. It's this whole uh, yeah, yeah. which I've never seen done in that way like so thoroughly. Yes, so it's usually it, done as an aside or a, or a right. But this would this once or twice. But this totally. And sometimes she just like throws eyes at the camera and and is like sort of rolls her eyes like really this guy's about to say this thing, and it it serves this purpose of connecting you to the to the character in a way that you really feel her emotions. And her character doesn't actually have a name. Like in the subtitles, her name is Fleabag, because like that's the name of the show. Uh, but like she doesn't have a. Uh, she's never named by any of the other people in the show, which is very clever. It's it's a very it's like you're it's very much like theater, where yeah. you know you're looking at something happening on stage, and sometimes the 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 actor looks to the audience and says, "Can you believe that this is about to happen?" And right. then goes off and does whatever. So uh, I highly recommend it. It's very very good, and she I think those first three Emmys are just her first. She's going to do way more in Great the future. Uh, her name so, again is Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridge. Wallerbridge. So you think of uh, Trump wants to build a wall, and then the Mexicans are going to build a bridge over the wall. So Waller, and then a bridge, or something. I don't know. No, they won't. Best wall ever. It was a perfect call. It was a perfect. We never said anything about that. Chris, 
Greetings, podcast listeners. I'd like to break the fourth wall for a moment and talk directly to you. Dennis and I have a lot of fun making this show, but podcasting takes equipment, time, and energy. If we're going to sustain this show for the long term, we need some help from you. Think about it like this. We're giving you roughly four hours of content every month. How much is four hours of entertainment worth to you? Think about other things that you pay for to be entertained for four hours, like two movies, or a round of golf, or a weekly yoga class, or maybe a concert. That's the level of support we'd like from you. If you find our discussions entertaining, we'd really appreciate any support you can afford to give. Please, if you can't afford to give money, don't. But if you can, to donate, go to happyhour.fm and click on the red Become a Patron button at the top, and then choose a tier that you'd like to support us at. Thank you very, very much. Now... Back to the nonsense. So, okay, now that we're derailed, uh, did you see the other day where he ended a he ended a tweet with impeach the pres? Like, he, he he was talking about something and then he he just he just left left it with you should impeach the president. Like, he's, on, he he wrote. Tweet. Say it again. He wrote. It uh, ended up with the words what? Impeach the pres, at the end of one of his tweets. Like, I mean, this is his way of mocking what everyone is, is saying in the media. But, like, it wasn't his whole tweet wasn't about that. It was about something else. And then we just ended it like uh, News Democrats or whatever. Impeach the press. Uh, so he reminds me of a grave digger that's, that knows that he's going to die the next day. And he can't dig that hole deep enough. Except that he doesn't really believe it. He, he uh, and and yes, uh, I think we're going to get through. We're going to get through all four years. He's not going to be impeached. No. And, and, and... He's not going to be reelected either. Well, one would fucking hope not, but... Uh. Uh, I, there's nothing I will never say again. It's impossible to imagine. But I know this, that the disenfranchised people of this country make who did not vote will make all the difference that we need. Who realize that by their lack of act, action on a vote, so they're not dis- their response. They're not disenfranchised. They they self disenfranchised. Correct. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe we'll see. I don't. I don't know. So he, what do they say about him over in Spain? They like him. They laugh at me. <laughs> they they say, "What? What the fuck is your clown king doing now?" Oh right, clown king. Yeah. They they. They're just like, what What have you done? And also, I said this before, but they don't really understand how how stupid he is because they're, they're hearing all of his words through a translator. And the translator has to take the bullshit he's spraying out of his mouth and form it into grammatically correct Spanish, right? So it's the translator's... If the translator translated it into just nonsense Spanish as it is nonsense English, they would get fired. So they have to like, they, they put some, they've pad, they pad it to make it sensical and as much as it can be with the content. Like, this is what he meant to say, or yeah. this is what he should have meant to say. Right. Well, like when he says, uh, we're going overseas, overseas is the best and we're going to win and winning is what we win best, win, 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 etc. And they have to take that and like make a proper sentence out of that, you know, out know of those words. I would, think that, I would think that it would be a word by word translation. Yeah, I'm surprised to hear this. No, but they, but I mean, it's their, it's their job to try and make, make this person make sense. I don't know. Uh, I haven't it's their actually job to say stuff that people can understand. I, that crosses the line, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We're about to explode over here in Europe with, uh, with yieldy Brexit. So we'll see what the fuck that happens at the end of October. What happened to the the new Brit prime minister? What's He's, his ass? Boris. Uh... Yeah, his, his both of his names are, are ridiculous. Boris and Johnson. <laughs> when, when I hear people saying, Johnson said this, Johnson said that, no offense to our listeners named Johnson, but it just, like, that doesn't sound like the name of a leader to me. Uh, and I don't know. Um We've certainly had presidents with that name, but still, it feels... Yeah, I, if you're making reference to your Johnson, is that what's made you suddenly uncomfortable? You seem to be stumbling around here, but is that what you mean? 
Because when you hear his name, you think about your, your dick. I was saying... Do you know what that is? you know what that's for? This podcast. What sort of crazy... Anyway, I was making reference to the fact that we've had a president called Johnson. His first name was Lyndon. Oh, I know that. Linda. But why, why were you saying that Johnson isn't the name of someone that you want to be a leader? It's right. Because you were thinking of your own Johnson. Well, yeah, I don't want to follow that particular uh, member of parliament, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> there, there's no I'm leadership. about the member part, the parliament part, I'm not quite sure. Who exactly are you sitting with? Well, there's... And there, why are there 248 of them? <laughs> there are many voices uh, in my... Many voices, but few are heard. Indeed. Yeah, so, pfft, I don't know. When many voices speak, few are heard. Write that down. When many voices speak at once, few are heard. That's a... No, it's a famous saying. Okay. I will write that down. Everyone listening to this, pause your podcast player. Let's make that our player. subtitle of our podcast. Many listeners? Wait, we don't have many listeners. What was it? We're, we're not heard if we don't have many listeners. When talkers. I can't remember. When voices, <laughs> when voices shout together. No. When we have many listeners, when, no, when one, no one is listening. When speaking, nobody is heard. No. Okay, well, no, it's a good thing there's just the when two no of us. No one is speaking, everyone is heard. There you go. If, if everyone just shuts the fuck up, everyone will be heard. Well, that's nice. Now we're not a family-oriented podcast as of this moment? Because we were before. Well... You're the one talking about Johnsons and stuff. I mean. How do you feel about uh, about world politics and the freedom of Hong Kong, man? Because you know, they're having. Down the people want. Yeah, Put well. Put me down at that table. Seat me with them. The people. Yeah, so the the, the conflict this week has been that. China has been using its influence in the way that Trump wishes that he could uh, to force American entities like Apple or the NBA or something to not talk about Hong Kong. So uh, because there's all these protests in Hong Kong and there was an app on the Apple App Store that could let people anywhere in the world see where where the protests and where the the counter-protest measures were happening in Hong Kong. And China told Apple, hey, take that off the store. And Apple did. Oh. And, but like, it's a it's such a mixed situation because Apple both gives so much business and money to China and enjoys the f- cheap labor that that provides. But also they have a whole bunch of iPhone customers and stuff in China. So uh, it's this really complex... Uh, uh, battle of, of of wits between between do you does your do you prefer capitalism and profit or do you prefer supporting free speech and democratic values and all the different Silicon Valley companies are falling on different sides of this issue. It's not even a question for them. Their motivation to be in China in the first place is nothing other than profit. They're not social workers, <clears throat> right? But some of them like Facebook and Twitter, were prohibited from being in China because China didn't want that much uh, free speech. So they are enjoying this, this oh, we're, 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 not, we're not supporting that regime at all because we're not in China at all. Uh, whereas, uh, not because they didn't want to be, but because China didn't let them. Uh, uh, and and, and spun it. Right, and then now they've spun it. So it's, uh, it's, it's complicated. One would, like for example... Apple did some stuff around privacy where, for example, when they had the San Bernardino uh, mass shooting where uh, the, the FBI said, hey, Apple, uh, this, this iPhone of the, of the killer is, uh, yeah. is, is encrypted. Got stuff on it. Can you decrypt it for us? And Apple they said, yes, but we won't. And, well, and Apple said uh, said no, and in, and in fact, I think at that point they could have, but since yeah. then, since then they've made it so that they cannot, even if they wanted to. Uh, so, which is like, it's a it's such a mixed bag because with privacy, 
like it's great to have end and end to end encryption where I can send you something and no one between me and you can can read it. But on the other hand, you can't have that and also uh, what people demand of Facebook where they want people to police hate speech. Yeah, because if you want Facebook to police hate speech, then Facebook has to be able to see all of this, all of the, all of the, yeah. all of the chatter. And but if you want them to see all the chatter, then it's not encrypted. And if it's not encrypted, then they can see whatever, and they can potentially control everything. So it's this balancing act of: Do you want to be able to have uh, private speech, or do you want to be able to control, you know, hate speech? Like, right. So either one or the other, right? So the it's terms of a dilemma. Exactly. The horns of a, of a dilemma. We're grabbing the horns and we're being thrust into the air by the, yes. by the dilemma bull. Bull dilemma. Bull, bull dilemma. D- dilemma. Mm. The question of a name for a child. Bull dilemma. I want, you to, I want you. Oh, we have a new baby, a new baby boy. Oh, what did you name him? Bull. 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 His, his middle name is Dilemma. Bull dilemma, and they would turn their head ever so slightly as if they were a dog hearing a loud whistle from afar, right? And wonder what in heaven's name you're talking about. I mean, Test it's, it out. it's better it's to be to it's better to be, to be bullish than bearish, right? It is. So exactly right. You don't want to call your kid uh, little bear, big bear. I mean, if you're if you if you've got two kids and you name one of them big bull and the other one little bear. No, I think you know how their futures are going to play out. Right. So. Right. Anyway. Right. Well, that's, that's a thing. So, let's not do that. Let's not. Let's not encourage that in our families. Those names. Well, what do you want to? What do you want to name your new grandchild? Little Bear. <laughs> that would go. Or, or, Little Bear. I mean, what's isn't there? What, what's the? The, the the guy that is always the the guy on TV that's always uh, doing nature stuff and drinking his own piss and stuff. His name is Bear, something or other. You know who I'm talking he about? He's a bear. Drink his, no, drinking his own piss. That's how you uh, you know nudge the memory of someone about this man. Is that it's what he's known for? Drinking his own piss. I I, I swear to you, anyone listening to me that knows who this person is. Bear, look, I typed in Bear into my browser, and it completed his name. Bear Grills. He's 45, and he, he's, a former, he's a former British SAS serviceman. And he, he has this TV show where he goes out into, into nature and, like, picks up snakes and, and defends himself against all this shit. And for sure, he drinks his own piss. Uh, because he's like show the the premise of the show is look if you were stranded out in the wilderness this is right. how you would survive right and so he teaches all of these things so good anyway. to know there's a show like that in the in the states too uh, but it's Australian who uh, is the adventure guy who is exuberant in his demonstrations of you're not talking about Steve Irwin yes yeah. He got injured by an animal and was in desperate shape for a while and recovered. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to tell you about this. Uh, no, he was He's actually dead. He was killed by by a stingray. Uh, when? He was killed by a stingray in 2006. Oh my God! It's been a long time. I'm dated. Yes. Uh, he and he was I must be seeing reruns. And and he he was he was awesome in his time and did amazing things for educating people but um, his son I think continues his his efforts uh, his son at least has appeared like on, on on television showing off animals on you know uh, talk shows on talk shows yeah so uh, here I am Abita Amber made right across the causeway mm-hmm. in the fair state Louisiana at the Springs. I've been there. Been to the brewery. Tasted their fare on draft. Mm-hmm. Ate their food. Quaint little town. Lovely. And about the only beer I drink when I'm here. Everybody has it, and it's always cold. So we saw a little New Orleans music last night. We went down to Spotted Cat. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. I've got a video. I've got to figure out how to send you videos that are longer than a minute. Indeed. They won't. 
and I've got a problem with my editing my videos. There's a pair of scissors there. You show what you want. You press cut. It doesn't happen. I, it's so not intuitive. It's yeah, doesn't make sense. Show what you want. Press the scissors. It should cut it. No. Modern life no, is so complicated. Modern life. Ah, uh, yes. If I tap the scissors, I wanted to cut the clip. Cut the clip. Yeah, it's not unreasonable. Clip the cut. So, uh, great music last night. New Orleans jazz. Tuba Which player was fantastic. Tuba player was fantastic. Yes. How? How? I'm curious about jazz tuba. I'm sure I can look up on YouTube some jazz tuba. New Orleans jazz tuba. Yeah. Specific. So the the the, the tuba takes the place of the bass. Indeed. Yes. So we got a bass player. That's what the tube is doing. And man, I'll tell you, that's heavy. This dude last night, man, he just drove it. He drove it like a good bass player drives any good band. Nice. And a guitar player, a uh, trumpet player, a trombone player, a woman singer. Lots of brass. And a drummer in a little joint where they were mic'd, but it was minimal mic. We didn't need much by way of mic. And this is just on a random Tuesday evening. It's just, it's that way at the Spotted Cat every night of the week. I've been going there for years and... I've never been disappointed with who's playing, ever. Not one time. It's just authentic, local stuff. Now where want to go? The New Orleans Jazz Band. A woman singer's name is Marla. Her husband's the, the banjo player. The best I've heard. This woman, and she's a, tr a trumpet player. Aficion excellent, aficionado. Mm -hmm. So I seek her out. She usually plays on Wednesdays, which is tonight. Well, tonight we're going to Bacchanal, which is an outdoor You've mentioned wine that before, that shop. the crazy uh, wine bar place. Yes. It's just so laid back and chill. Chill. And the, the table settings invite people to sit with each other who don't know each other. Mm -hmm. Yes. You, you mentioned that wine last time, and, I, and I, uh, I found photos of that place, and it looks... Exactly like you say. Lovely. Acoustic or near acoustic music. Um, near and acoustic. one woman singer, I've got to remember these fans' names, but she was uh, from Brazil, and she played a ukulele-sized bass. And her husband played a guitar. I have heard a bass ukulele before. These two just killed it with these French songs and Brazilian songs and just melodious and her voice was wonderful and he was no slouch with his harmony and he did sing one song yeah it's kind of fun when you come across bands that are so much more talented than your average playing yeah. playing in a bar uh band not yeah not to uh throw you under the bus at all right uh, but that like i when on my last trip to america i saw two different live acts and one was a typical talented uh, guitar situation, and the other was this Italian couple that that had come in, uh, especially because they had met one of the people, one of the locals on MySpace ten years ago, and had become friends. And they came in and were just unfucking believable. They were just so, 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 so good in a totally different, like you can tell when people are in a totally different level than what your local every week talent is. These, yeah. pe these people were professionals at a, at a higher level and it was just amazing. So I imagine that it, in New Orleans, it's oftentimes, oh, it oftentimes, you, oftentimes you get that higher level just all the time. Well, yes and no. I mean, I've been in places that I don't like the bands that I've left because they're not playing particularly good. But the, when you've got 60 choices, 60 bands playing in a, a city that's exactly. not all that big. Mm -hmm. um, but where some artistry is, is the different street corners that the musicians will tell you. Like Waylon Thibodeau said, I don't know how many of you come to New Orleans. That's where we live. 
and from Thursday through Sunday, every night, we play on the corner of St. Peter's and Bourbon Street. So come down there and see us. Mm-hmm. And they set up on the corner with their amps and their whatever they need to have, um, or not. And he plays a regular fiddle, and they're playing, I don't know if they're electrified on the street. If they bring a generator, they would be. Right. But that's a street corner, and I've heard of heard of a woman who's a clarinet player who played on a street corner only to find out that she had received the nation's top honor for her reaching a pinnacle of her career as a clarinetist and that she was the ambassador of music for different events through our nation's right, right. recent history through her lifetime. And when we went to the street corner to listen to her and sat on the curb or leaned up against the building, you know, the hot sun of the day and she's playing underneath umbrellas and whatnot. Oh my God. It was it was beyond words. Yeah. That it was so so amazingly talented. And she was so blue collar and grateful about it. Yeah. Know? Often the the most amazing people are so humble. Like Trump? Is that who you're referring to? He's, nobody's more humble than him. Well, that's very much the opposite of what I was saying. <laughs> it turns out, are you familiar with the Dunning-Kruger effect? Have you heard, have you heard this? Uh, remind me. I believe I am, but it's, it's, my listener it, may have forgotten as I have. It's this, it's this concept that the more you know about a particular field of information, the less confident you are about, about, about how expert you are. So if you are if you don't know anything, you think, oh yeah, I know all about all this all this all of this stuff. But then the more that you learn, the more you start to doubt, and the more you start to think, well, actually, I don't really have any idea what I'm talking about. Uh, and so, <laughs> what's Trump, it called? The, the Dunning Kruger effect. Uh, Dunning Kruger. Wow. Yeah, and actually, actually, uh, it was mostly done by Kruger, but then Dunning went and and put his name first. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Alphabetical. Uh, well. That would be his argument. But anyway, it's this, it's this concept that if you think about it and you observe your own life, uh, you're, it, it happens all the time. And it's very, very self-evident that you think, oh, I know, you know, I'm pretty good at, at, at I don't know, driving or something. Uh, but then the people that actually study how to drive, drive you know, better than, than your average person, they, that's maybe a bad example, but uh, the more that you learn about a particular thing, the, the more you start to doubt how smart you are. And the, the, the paradox is that when you don't know how much you don't know, you're, you're ignorant, you, like you think that you know more, so like you don't understand how much you don't know. And this is so true about... Because the smarter you are, the smarter you're able to understand what you don't know. Exactly. You've, you've, that's a great way of putting it. So it, 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 it's in the, in, the, in the consulting world, the worst customer is one who doesn't know what they don't, what know. They don't know. Exactly. So that's, that, is, that so defines Trump, that he's so confident about all this stuff that he really has no clue about. And, uh, but he doesn't, he doesn't, but it's not his, he doesn't know that he doesn't know what he doesn't know. It's a, it's, it's a very complicated so, uh, situation. Did you hear that Warren now is articulated as the leading candidate? Yes. It's no longer a, a, a potential one or two day blip that at yes. the debate last night. Yeah. No one was attacking Biden. They yeah. left him alone. Yeah. And they turned on her as a clear signal that of two things. One, if you want to name it, get a name of yourself before Iowa, New Hampshire and South Carolina, better end up in the top four. Mm-hmm. You better end up in the top four in by the time you get through New Hampshire. So the polls in New Hampshire, I understand, are starting to show a climb by Mayor Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yes, Buttigieg. Yes. Buttigieg. What is it? Buttigieg. Buttigieg. It sounds like I'm. Burp- it sounds like I'm burping, but. Buttigieg. Buttigieg. Yes. Mayor Pete. Yes, we'll call him that. Yeah. Mayor Pete. And, pfft, yeah, great. So there was, I, I missed the debate, but I've read quite a bit about it. And apparently, Mayor Pete said to Beto O'Rourke, standing on his own rather 
heroic military career, said to Beta O'Rourke, I certainly don't need a lesson from you on what courage really means. Because Beto was doing his usual and not terribly uh, wrongheaded kind of castigation. Mm -hmm. It takes courage to do this and take this stand. Because Mayor Pete, I think, was saying that his stand on a mandatory buyback of AK-47s was not only impossible to imagine, but there was no real plan for it. Mm -hmm. And all it did was make people who are... I don't know how much this was clearly articulated, but certainly you and I would agree that people in the center who hear somebody saying stuff, while it may make perfectly good moral sense to suggest such a thing, except label the Democratic Party as extremist, which Mayor Pete takes up the space that's currently occupied by Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. And by the time we get to New Hampshire, you know, Biden will certainly survive to South Carolina. But who's number four? Who's number four? Kubichar? No. She did quite a job last night, too, by all degrees. I did see an interview with her afterwards. She was, she's very plain spoken. She's very clearly uh, articulate. Um, yeah, I don't I, know. I, I don't, I don't, she doesn't have the charisma that some of the other candidates, she's very low on charisma. She's friendly, she's nice, but she just doesn't. She's, she's not presidential. Actually, yeah. To, to put a I'd word, like to to put see, a word I'd on like it. To see, I'd like to see Warren in action, but we'll see what Mayor Pete does. I'm impressed with anybody who's got any level of executive experience. Right. Which if you've spent, I don't know what Elizabeth Warren did before she was an elected official. You have to find out. Was she a school teacher? Something like that? I have no idea. You don't know. Yeah. You don't, you don't have any idea. Yeah, I, I heard that uh, that Beto kept uh, responding to things sort of half in Spanish with a really bad Spanish accent. Is it? That is it bad? I have not heard it, but that is what I heard from a friend that uh, that knows Spanish. So necesitamos incluir cada persona en el éxito de esta economía, pero si queremos hacer eso. Necesitamos incluir cada persona en nuestra democracia. Uh, cada, votar, ca cada votante necesitamos la representación y cada voz necesitamos escuchar. Well, what do you speak? Sort of this deep-throated uh, talking like I'm, like I'm very, I have a lot of gravitas and I, I'm really very... Don't you speak Spanish? I'm really very similar to deep-voiced actors, you know. Uh, do I speak Spanish? Si, sí, hablo español. So, why do you say that you have to rely on your friend to tell you that the accent is terrible? Because I didn't Don't see, you know I, didn't see any, I didn't see any, any of, the, of the video. Oh, you haven't heard him? Yes. Oh, I, I, feel, I, I feel confident that I would agree, but I did right, not watch right. the event. And why would I? Because... There's so many. Yeah. I, I, my research has shown me that your T-shirt is the division bell. This is for sure predates Pink Floyd by a couple thousand years. This idea of two faces in silhouette looking at each other that when put close together look like one face, which is yes. which is that whole... Weird. It's weird, man. It's like, are we, like are we two or are we one, man? Uh, you know, I keep looking at it. One moment it's the one and then one moment it's the other. It's like, whoa. I know, right? Stop this. It's I like, got, yeah, you know, right? Yes. Right? No. Yeah. Right? So. I think we should bid each other farewell this evening because we are at our wits' end. Speaking for you myself. You, your wit, my wit, short, my, my my wit ended like twenty minutes ago. It ended, started slow, and ended abruptly. That's indeed. That's what I could. I yours, your 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 sharpest attack, as as ever. And I'm off to Bacchanal. I sign off. Yes. I bid you, adieu, adieu, uh, mon ami. Au revoir. If you've enjoyed what you just heard, you can support us by telling a friend or sharing us on social media. 
Monthly donations to help us pay for hosting and editing can be provided at patreon.com slash happy hour. That's all one word, happy hour. All our episodes, including show notes for each episode, are available on our website, happyhour.fm. You can tweet at us at happyhour.fm. That's with a dot spelled out, happyhour.dotfm. Or we can receive email at the same name, happyhourdotfm at gmail.com. It would also be great if you could give us a positive rating on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That really helps other people find us. See you next week.